Redditors, hello, challenge fans, and welcome back to another episode of Redditors React. Uh, back again to ruin another episode. I'm your host, Brian Batty. Uh, Levi is still currently out running a special mission for TJ, so he asked me to come back and help him out once again. Believe me when I tell you this, you would all be quite miserable, and this recording could be used for future illegal torture tactics if I had to do it alone. So I Googled the most extreme physical activity in England, got my results, headed off to each of them, and there he was, ready to attempt the Rain Man in Malham Cove. It's George. He's a guessing Nisha and Nisha. Um, oh, speaking of a, th thank you for having me, Brian. Always a pleasure having you host. Um, let's start with our normal thing though of just Levi. We really, really miss you. We can't wait to have you back. Um, but. Actually, you kicked us off into quite a weird starting point. When you were traveling around the UK looking for random physical activities, did yeah. you come across the uh, the Gloucester cheese racing? No, I have here. That was number five on the list. I did come across, <laughs> or I mean, on my traveling list, not this thing I Googled. Um, <laughs> no, um, I got to a, I did almost see you at this canoe race um, the devises to Westminster International Canoe Race. I almost yeah. saw you there, but I didn't see the cheese one. You know, I've actually done that. Of course you have. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> the, uh, just, just for the listeners, especially the one in Nicaragua, um, the Gloucester Cheese Wheel Race is where you get a... Brian, you're like, what, 6'5"? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, on a so good day. You, so you get a wheel of cheese, which is as tall as Brian um, in diameter. And when you go to a really, really steep hill, we're literally talking like between 15 and 20% gradient. And when you get 100 people to race down it while 10 of these big wheels of cheese are pushed after you <laughs> and you have to beat the cheese to the bottom and it has broken bones every year. I have like multiple concussions, but this is what we do in the English countryside. So yeah, that's yeah. a little bit of an insight into uh, the backwards country I am technically from. Yeah. It's no wonder you guys lost all those wars. Um, I do have <laughs> one uh, one story specifically to tell you, George. I was thinking about you yesterday. So I was um, we Chicago here. We were we were um, blessed with a um, warm day, a see unseasonably warm day in the middle of November. It was fantastic. I had a day off. I went up to the park to go get some shots up, you know, play some basketball. And I wasn't the only one who had this idea to go get, get some park time in, in the city of Chicago. And these three gentlemen walked up and they had all this equipment and they were like going to like, they were just like, bro, is playing sports. Like they were just here to do sports with a Z. And, um, <laughs> and they started kicking around a ball. I wasn't really paying attention. I mean, I just noticed them and I was like, oh, maybe they'll want to play. And they didn't. So I was just still alone, had my music on. They were kicking around a ball and they kept, losing it and it kept trickling over onto the court and it's like okay whatever it's fine it happens once and if it happens again it's like okay and it happened the third time and i'm just in my head i'm like getting pressure because like just just move just like this is a huge park just go somewhere else anywho the ball comes rolling over for the fourth time and i'm like at this point i'm like pretty much ready to fight these guys and <laughs> it comes over and i look down and what is it it is a rugby ball i thought oh. it was a football it was a rugby ball and i was like ah George would hate this. So I picked it up first time I ever held a rugby ball. So there you go. I'm officially a rugby player now. Um, big, big ball. Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, that's all I got. Just not really quite. And I threw it and then that's it. But just not quite the shape I expected. I don't know. What, 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 why was I expecting a different shape? Is that you, I think ignorant? it's... Um, you're probably thinking it'd be more like an American football, right? Um, right? Like smoother. Whereas in fact, it's basically a hexagon. Yeah, it's a blocky. Um, yeah. The reason it's like that is so that... It's like a square with nibbles on the side, kind of. Yeah. It's also what we nicknamed one of our players. Um, nice. <laughs> it's like that literally so well it's not the main reason but it is the reason now they keep that shape because wherever it bounces you can't predict where it's going to go and there's nothing better than watching like a six foot seven um 18 19 20 stone man spin around like a confused child while he's trying to chase this ball mm. <laughs> and then it does mean that you get blindsided a lot more which is obviously funny for a spectator and less fun when it happens to you Right, I'm sure. Well, these three grown-ass man-child were confused as to where they should be playing with their rugby ball because it kept coming out of my court. And it was just it, like, dude, guys, like, let's figure it the fuck out. You know, like, you, figure it you, out. Did you fight them? No, didn't fight them. Just threw them the ball. And I, they just kind of, I think, realized, like, okay, we're bothering this fucking guy. So let's just uh, go go do something else somewhere else. So, yeah. Sounds Last like very... time, the rugby ball rolled onto my pitch, if you will. You know? <laughs> that was all the right terms, Brian. Good work. <laughs> Nailed it. Speaking <laughs> of terms, uh, let's go and uh, ask, let's just talk about, well, let's skip the section on your massive poll and let's just move on to your, um, your Reddit poll this week. What did you have um, for us this week on your poll? So Reddit I, poll. The other but, poll, obviously, you know, well, that's a diff- we again, we're skipping that. That's for the uh, not safe for work yeah. podcast, right? Right, right. Which, which comes minutes. out next week. Actually, <laughs> it's just twenty minutes of poorly planned dick jokes. Redditors <laughs> react after dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's going to get us on some kind of list. Anywho, um, so the poll this week was which vet would have made this season better if they were the only additional cast member? Ooh. So off the top of your head, who do you think, before knowing the options, who would be your pick? Jordan. Oh, didn't put him on here. That was bad of me. <laughs> he makes every season these on better. Oh, I love Jordan. Um, yeah, we have Bananas, Wes, Rogan, Cam, Laurel, and Cara. Um, Laurel would be my vote in that group. I would really, I, I just want Laurel back because we've only had her on six seasons and she's such a good competitor, castmate. She's quite messy mm. as well. I quite like watching her verbally eviscerate people because she's quite an articulate bellend and I quite enjoy that. Um, oh, articulate bellend. Articulate bellend. Yeah, good band man. <laughs> a yeah, really exactly. good band man. It could also be the name for our Redditors React After Dark podcast. Ooh, the articulate bellend. <laughs> Opening for the Twisted Testicles. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what I would call, that's what I would call my band. Um, if I had any form of musical talent. Um, but we had overwhelming winner was Wes with like 1,400, sorry, 3,600 votes. Wes got 1,400 of them. Bananas in second with 815. Laurel in third with 646. And then Cam kind of closer to 400. And then Rogan and Cara both knocking around the low 100 marks. So yeah, I, I see their point of wanting Wes. Like it would have been very entertaining if he was still pissed off from double agents. And he went, right, I'm going to use all these rookies to take people out one by one. And that, it could have almost been his redemption for X's 2, where he played an amazing game and then got screwed. And I would have liked to see Wes. But I think the depressing thing is any vet on this season is going into the vet truce. So I don't know whether there's one vet who would have really gone against that, except maybe Jordan, because he just does what he wants. 
The thing with if West was on a season, don't you think it would have played out like similar to last season where they tried to get him out early? Like it's the same people. Yeah, and that's why it'd be interesting because Wes always bands the rookies together. So thinking if it's the same people and they go after Wes, he's got a massive group of people going like, look, none of these guys are going to take you to a final. I'll try. Let's get all the vets out. Also, I would actually love the season if it was just Wes and then no other vets by like week 10 because he's just dismantled them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wonder if this these headstrong rookies, like I wonder if like Kells and Corey Lay would have just told Wes to like fuck off a little bit, like just shut up, like leave us alone. Although I don't know, maybe not. Maybe you're right. Maybe they are right. Eh, I, I don't know. Laura would have still been my vote. Yeah, but I, let's not waste any more of our listeners' precious time because we have a ton to talk about here today, George. Uh, the challenge once again graced our lives with 62 minutes of action and 28 minutes of commercials last night. <laughs> let's quickly recap. Last week, Corey stepped in the kitchen, couldn't handle the heat all around him. The game crumbled apart as Emerald yet again was victorious over both Ruby and Sapphire. Corey's friends said Red Rover, Red Rover, send Corey on over, and he was forced into an elimination with Logan. If this were... 2016, the competition may have been about something different, but it's 2021 now, so it was about ropes on fire. Logan dispatched Corey, joined up with Satchfire. Satchfire, listen to me. And Amanda <laughs> was exiled over to Ruby. So now that that's all said and done, why don't we head back to headquarters, and find out where everyone's heads at now that the dust has settled. What's not this, man? I saw when uh, he took his hand off the rope. I attacked. Yeah. You saw it? Yeah. <laughs> why didn't you come back to Ruby team? Because Corey called you down? Yeah. Oh. If someone else outside the team called me down and I, I win, I no uh, change. No but change. if someone in my team called me down, what the f I like Logan. I think he's been sort of a lone wolf. I think he's, he's, he's really, really smart. He's super athletic. The kid's a gamer. Honestly, I think my team just got a little bit stronger. We're good. I'm not mad at you. Yeah. It is what it is. You can't change the past. All right, so Logan lies and tells Nelson he left because Corey called him out, which, you know, like I said, is, is a lie. Um, <laughs> Tori and Casey play wrestle in the kitchen. Luckily for everyone, Nani doesn't see it. And then Amanda, watching from afar, puts on her best daytime ESPN sports top take artist costume and gives us her hottest take. Tori's overrated, George. What do you think about Amanda's flaming hot take here? Also, should challengers be forced to play overrated, underrated, properly rated in their confessionals all the time? <laughs> I'm guessing this is an American game that I have not been exposed to, but I think I could infer it. Um, I think Tori was overrated um, through Total Madness because of her, how strong her War of the Worlds 2 thing was, but her weaknesses were covered by her team. I now think that after Total Madness and Double Agents, where she's been humbled, especially by the fans, she's probably now to two extremes. Some probably still love her and overrate her. Some probably underrate her massively. So she's kind of in the middle. Um, in the cast, she's overrated. I think she's a strong asset to your team, but not someone who's going to completely change your game and take you from a contender to a favourite. Mm. How did I do? I mean, do you, am I going? Am I going to be on ESPN with that kind of analysis? And no, that was way too nuanced. When you got to say <laughs> you got to, you got to be way hotter than that. But <laughs> I, I wonder if it's a situation where Tori's going to dine off of her win against Jenny in the Hall Brawl for the rest of her challenge career. I just wonder if it's if that's going to be for forever. She's just going to, you know, like I said, dine off that. 
Yeah, I mean, to be fair though, that win is also completely discounted now because it was when Jenny had never ever had a visit, um, had ever been involved in physical contact before, and now she's been trained. Really, in it. is yeah. that really true? She yeah. never in her whole life. I mean, to be fair, mate, most ever of the, once most of the sports girls play at school in the UK, except for hockey, are not really that physically like competitive in terms of banging into each other she then went and got a trainer and you see it in total madness she wrecks d sorry mm. she wrecks d who, who must not be named sorry levi well because d's like five one like of course she was gonna wreck d here's the deal i'm not buying that um jenny physical contact excuse sorry not gonna do it not not buying it she played soccer or football right people bang into each other and that was tory or no, I'm saying you said Jenny it doesn't account for Tori because Jenny had never been in Jenny's a monster. She I'm not buying it. That was that was impressive. And I reckon Jen, was, I so. reckon Jenny could now take me in a hall brawl quite easily. I think Jenny <laughs> could have taken you in a hall brawl then, George. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right. So Kyle and Devin uh, watching Nelson pace around the backyard, which honestly was like a scene they did specifically for us. I thought I was like, this is just this is my favorite thing ever. I was dying <laughs> laughing at that. Uh, you get some gratuitous cast workout shots littering the screen. Casey and Nani got to sneak in there now that Corey's gone. I thought that was interesting. Some other people got to get shown working out. Corey was kind of suffocating that time for a while. And then Amanda and Logan, or Amanda makes Logan and Josh take a pop quiz, which to me, I would get crushed. I'd lose big time. I thought I would be like, this is bullshit. I'd panic. So I know I've like asked you guys this question before. But George, like, I'm going to ask it pretty much until I get the answer I want. That's just kind of what my one of my tactics in life is I just keep asking the same question until someone gets annoyed that I just get my answer. So this is one of those times. Wouldn't you want to see more of this type of thing? Like, wouldn't you want, like, this small sliver of a moment was my favorite part of the whole episode, spoiler alert. Like, I, I don't love it as much as you, but I do really like it. Um, I'm actually more, I'm, I'm quite glad Kyle and Devin were watching out for Nelson. I'm pretty shocked Nelson's been on eight seasons now where there's always a pool and they don't have a lifeguard for him just because i can just imagine him accidentally wandering into the pool like a poor wayward toddler or at least have a fence for him um he looks no, sad out there i know well, he misses Corey. his, his best yeah. buddy's gone he, yeah. he's kind of like me now levi's not on the pod <laughs> yeah no that's what you do You're just wandering in, the, in your backyard yeah just pensively staring off into the distance, wondering how he's doing. Uh, Drinking out of your challenge branded water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I rewatched Total Madness last week, and um, there's a scene where just before the final, every male competitor does a beer out of their shoe. <laughs> These are fully grown men. I mean, I that's that, like I'm a child. that's like some college. Yeah, that's like some college shit right there. Yeah, I guess you know, you know, you take the boy out of the college, and we'll be in all the same. But. <laughs> Something about a bear shin in the woods. Oh, I, I can't. I'll tell you the ruder version of that in the um, in the break because I accidentally used it in public once and it did not go down well. It's about the pipe. I think you should not wait till the break, and I think you should do the ruder version right now. No, we promised okay. Levi, we promised Levi he wouldn't have to edit this. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, what do you? Okay, but though, so there was one one serious bit in there. Yeah. Where do you rate Tory? As far as what? But overall challenger uh, basically like do you, agree with a, do you agree with amanda's take on her that she's overrated oh. um no yeah 
I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, those are, those are your two options, Brian. <laughs> uh, well, okay, it's not that like I feel like she's like overrated in such an aggressive sense. I mean, like she's just um, she's unaccomplished relative to her status in like the ecosystem of the challenge, I guess. She's never really done anything. Yeah. Except for I, like that one elimination against Jenny, like that. She's like, oh my God, I said she's been dining out on ever since. Yeah. She had a pretty good run on Dirty 30. And then, and then mm. final reckoning she was with Gary. She was, just, she was just friends with the right people on Dirty 30. I mean, she but, did, she did well. Like, I'm not like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not saying she's bad or anything. Like, Dirty 30 was circumstantial, I feel like, more than. Uh, an accomplishment, but whatever well, it is, what it is, the results were the results. I can't, yeah. But when she first started, obviously, because of um, her mercenary elimination against Cam, Cam and Tori got compared throughout their like next two or three seasons. Cam is streaked ahead better than Tori. I think Tori's probably accurately rated in this season because the cast is so weak on the um, girl side. Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's Casey, and then the drop off to the next competitor is huge. I mean, which is her, probably Casey, which is Tori. Casey and her. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. But there is so something it's I like to, I, I do want to talk about those two later. I don't don't want to jump ahead because you know I've never done that before in my life, and I never will. Ooh. Um, Ooh. But there's Ooh, a, at least not yet. You've never done yeah. it yet. At least. Yeah. <laughs> well, the ten minutes we've been recording this week. <laughs> speaking of this week, Big T pontificates with Logan about her place in the game until CT walks over and does his favorite thing in the entire world. Just tell Big T she sucks, <laughs> which then Logan agrees with. I, for one, think that how comfortable everyone is squatting over Big T's head and taking a dump on her is kind of weird. That um, is a horrible uh, mental image. Well, that's kind of what that scene was. <laughs> CT just kind of walked over and took a dump on Big T. But uh, Then we get a scene where Amanda out with Josh and gets him to go the TMI route and give Amanda his entire thought process and which door she should choose if she gets the chance to switch teams. Um, my favorite part of that being him saying, I don't feel comfortable having this conversation after he had the conversation. Um, is it, um, do you think Amanda did that on purpose or do you think Josh just kind of walked himself right into it? Um, I think probably, I, I think Amanda led him there. I, th- I think Amanda's, we know Amanda's smart, right? And she loves the drama. So we've probably not seen a lot of this, but I reckon she gets herself into conversations with people who she knows can't resist talking, aka Josh, um, just to give herself like bullets in the chamber for a um, argument coming up later. She probably never has to use them, but she's probably got a bit of dirt on like four or five different cast members that she can just whack out as a trump card. Um, whenever she wants and I think that's what this was doing she was giving Josh enough rope to hang himself and he hung himself (laughs) yeah well it's like goes back to what we were talking about last week where like we like Josh is in his eyes in charge right which again is fucking weird but it's true (laughs) it's just true and so knowing that like the fact that he became so leaky about everything is just like Oh, Leaky Josh is a terrible name. Well, Leaky Josh was out here just leaking everything. But let me ask you a real quick thing, though. Like, say you're you're laying in bed and you're members of you're 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 very members of the Emerald team, and you lay in your head in bed at night. Like, Tori knows that she's 
last on the totem pole for the girls. Like she had to have known that already, right? And Amanda already probably knew that too, right? And so she just needed Josh to say it out loud and he was more than willing to do it. Okay, so she's definitely Emanuel's number one. But that means nothing. No. I doubt she'd be Devin because Devin probably just sees that Casey's a better competitor. And then by proxy, Nanny becomes Devin's number two. Same for Josh. Jo- Casey actually is Josh um, number one. So yeah. She's, if so de facto. She, and then obviously Nanny and Casey are each other's number one because they're... Um, what does that mean? Oh, it's just basically a squeaky bed. <laughs> it's very Why crap. would the bed be squeaky? Uh, anyway. Because <laughs> they're engaged in an amorous relationship, Brian. It's one. I just wanted I just wanted you to say stuff. That's it. I'm just trying to get you to say stuff. Stop, just see stop what it, happens. Stop emandering me and giving me enough rope yeah. to hang myself. Well, you know, good for you. At least you're not Josh. <laughs> oh, wake up and thank myself every day about that. Well, we did win half a million dollars. How much money would you have to pay me for me to be Josh? That's a round table discussion. Um, Speaking of half a million dollars, the alarm doesn't really <laughs> sound, but the gang starts throwing on their monochromatic navy blue uniforms anyway and head down to another beautiful Oceanside location in Croatia for their next mission. The gang's all there, psyched and ready to go, but where's TJ? Oh, that's right. He's a diva and needs to make everything about him. So he rides in on a challenge branded motorcycle. It's a special mission this week as the marketing department for Paramount did everything they could to justify their salaries and tie the upcoming film Maverick, aka Top Gun 2, to this mission. So let's throw it down to TJ and the fifth, sixth, and seventh most famous person from the movie to explain <laughs> the rules for this week. All right, agents. Today we have a very, very special mission for you. Today's mission is called Submerged. Teamwork is a necessary component to getting the job done. And this season, you've had to work together in order to succeed. And today, you're really going to need your teammates. Today's mission is brought to you by Paramount's highly anticipated film, Top Gun Maverick. I've recruited some special guests from the upcoming movie, and they're going to help me detail today's mission. Check it out. Thank you, TJ, and hello, agents. We're excited to share today's challenge, Submerged, which is inspired by our film, Top Gun Maverick. Being in this film was a dream, but nothing could have prepared us for the vigorous and intense training program we had to complete before stepping foot in an F-18 fighter jet. We even had to complete an official naval aviation survival training course. You guessed it, underwater. Now it's your turn. This season, you're all agents. But today, we'll see who's the maverick of this mission. Good luck. There's a custom-built aircraft. We've created this aircraft to emulate Top Gun's iconic fighter jets. In your respective cells, you're going to take a seat in that fighter jet. Then it's going to be submerged in the water, and the cabin will begin to flood. As it floods, you will have to collect 25 classified symbols inside and outside of that jet. Sooner or later, You'll be forced to come up for air. However, if you want to come out on top in this mission, you're going to have to act like a real maverick, remain calm under pressure, and head back down to complete this task. You'll have to look at the key under the wing 
You have to recreate that key perfectly right here on land. Now listen, agents, there's a 45-minute time limit. The cell to get this done the fastest will win today's mission and become the agency. You will also be receiving a very special prize. Let's do this. So before we go over the rules, I have one question for you, George. Is it strange to you that there are arguably two people standing there more famous than the famous people that they brought in? DJ and CT? Yes. Yeah. Um, I have a slightly different question for you. What okay. is the fucking Venn diagram of people who watch the challenge and are not aware that there's a movie called Top Gun coming out? <laughs> like, Gotta be small. Who paid for this promo? Because logically, when you promo something in someone else's house, it is the person doing the advertising. Mm -hmm. I can't see Top Gun paying <laughs> the challenge, which gets 650,000 things a week, which, yeah, fair, it's solid viewing numbers, but yeah, right. it's not, it's not going to make a dent in what their expected box office is. How... How did this? Well, how did this happen? Well, because I'll tell you why. Because as as I've learned in the corporate world, that um, marketing departments only exist to justify the fact that they should have jobs. And so, like nobody, <laughs> the answer is nobody. Um, I, so, because I'll tell you this, I don't know for those of you that don't watch The Bachelor. Um, the Bachelor also did a tie-in to Top Gun to Maverick, whatever it's called, last week, and the same unfamous white guy that was on the screen CGI'd in this week on the challenge was at the bachelor thing last week so I was like I've been inundated so yes I'm well aware that the movie is existing here's the deal though is I feel like they have to go on this marketing blitz because they have to remind people that it still hasn't come out yet because yeah. the trailer <laughs> came out like a million years ago and so like people have to be like oh yeah by the way still hasn't come out um don't forget check out the trailer from um, January of 2020 before <laughs> there was even a pandemic. Can you go check that out, please? <laughs> if there was no pandemic, this film would have been released on DVD, be on streaming services, have been forgotten about, and they would yeah. have announced another reboot by now. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly, I, they'd be I casting I, Maverick 2 right now. Yeah, I guarantee <laughs> by season 40, there is a reboot of Top Gun coming out, which ignores this film entirely. Yeah, no, right, exactly. It's this, it's... It's, this is going the way of the Independence Day sequel. <laughs> um, did you know Independence Day is my second favorite movie of all time? Love Independence Day. The, it is incredible. You know what the best part about Independence Day is? We're going to go uh, the president, the, pre the, pre the, pre the president's speech. No, 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 no. Well, obviously, that's great. No, but the best part about Independence Day. So you know the uh, um, Randy Quaid's character, like the 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 crop duster who got abducted yeah. by aliens or whatever. So so they're sitting there. Like alien, the aliens have come, they decimated the world. They've blown up, they've killed millions upon millions of people. And they're sitting there strategizing all the pilots at Area 51. And the character's like, oh, is someone who was up there got abducted by them 50 years ago here for revenge. People are rolling their eyes. They still don't believe him. They got abducted <laughs> by aliens. After they've had all the proof in the world. Anyways, so essentially what we have here is challengers need to sit. No, hold on, I've got a, I've got a Speaking of so Randy Quaid. From, let's, oh, no, here they, we go, yeah. From, um, from one alien uh, that Randy Quaid dealt with to one alien trying to compete a Top Gun challenge in Emmy, 
There you go. That's go. that was all. That would have been the the um that would have been the the Levi, the good Levi way to do it. But <laughs> I'm neither of us are him. Shout out no. to Levi. We miss we miss you. <laughs> we need you back so bad. Speaking of um, Randy Quaid, let's get back to TJ and find out what's happening. There you go. So we have here's the challenge: you to sit in the cockpit like Randy Quaid for basically no reason <laughs> until the water gets in there just close enough to not be in any danger at all. Uh, they have to grab the puzzle pieces from the cockpit, read a puzzle key underwater, then shout at each other until somebody back on land figures it out. I have a saying, George, that every once in a while the challenge tries to kill you. This was not one of those times. Uh, what do you What did you think of the setup? What did you think of the setup for this one? Uh, do you know what the phrase shoehorning means? I remind me. It's basically when you force a topic into conversation which has no place being there. This oh, challenge okay. was absolutely shoehorned in just because someone in marketing went, hey, my brother's working on the set of a new Top Gun film. I bet we can get right. the ninth most important characters to come and do a promo. For That's us. it. That's <laughs> it. Or not even come, but be on the television that we have to CGI him on. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. It was it was it was at least a bit different, right? Like I I was very bored last daily elimination. This was less boring. Um, mm. I love the fact that they built their own sodding plane for it. Like yeah. the, produ the production. I have budget. some questions about the whole the, the word custom. I feel like is doing a lot of work there. I'll be honest. <laughs> but like the production budget for this could probably have afforded you to get like a good vet and a half vet back on this season, right? Mm. I'll just say that we are filming in war-torn Europe, and I just feel as though there are messed up planes just laying around for somebody to take. That's all I'll say about that. So speaking of somebody to take, let's get to the results here. Uh, Emerald goes first. Their plan pretty much goes to shit. Uh, they struggle to figure out what to call the symbols, which is a classic example of something that must have been much harder in person than it seems sitting on my couch drinking a crisp, citrusy, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, because I was sitting there being like, why are they struggling with the symbols? But again, just explain that. Uh, they do fine, I think. I don't know, it's hard to tell. Uh, could we just, like, I, this, this is probably the point that everyone has made after this episode, but Josh not being able to find a puzzle piece and it being stuck to his own leg is the most Josh thing I've ever heard. Also- Yeah, I mean, he, you are who you are, you know what I mean? Like he just cannot get it in his own way. You know? I was all, I was also very annoyed that no cast member quoted the "You're my eyes, goose" by going "You're my eyes, goof" to Josh throughout this challenge. Actually, yeah, can we stay on that for a second? I don't think that anyone there had besides CT had seen Top Gun. That's my hot take. That's my Amanda hot take. That's oh, potential. I imagine Devin's seen it. Carl, no, and he's the no, no, no. And Devin's the reason why I say it actually. Uh, go on. He says when they're standing there, he says, "Today I'm gonna be a Maverick." If you know, if you've seen Top Gun, you know that Maverick isn't a, a, a thing to be. It's it's Good point. Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> and even later, when he was in the club and he's screaming, "I'm a Maverick!" Like it's again. I, I don't think he's seen Top Gun. I don't yeah. think any of them have. Also, to be fair, if you were going to put characters from um, Top Gun into this challenge, Maverick would do terribly. One, because he's five foot two and probably couldn't get up, up under the water. That would be tough, yeah. Yeah, Iceman's who you want in this challenge. Val Kilmer? Of course you do. Yeah, Fuck cool, yeah. cool, calm, collected. Really big cheeks, like he looks like he's hiding food in it at all times. Um, every time Val Kilmer's mm -hmm. on my screen, all I can think of 
what are you storing in your cheeks for a snack for later? Really ruined oh, Batman man. for me. <laughs> we could talk. We could talk. Jesus Christ. His utility belt becomes his utility cheeks. Speaking of utility cheeks, Ruby <laughs> takes the next go. Not only Nani easily looked the hottest in their jumpsuit aviator combos the first round, but Nelson this time around looks so cool in that jumpsuit and those aviators. Um, super swaggy. I know you you don't like that descriptor, but you could we could probably agree. Nelson looked super swaggy there. Um, to be fair, this theme did everyone favors in how cool they looked. That's um, true. It's very hard to mess up jumpsuit aviators and big hair. And everyone on this cast has got really big hair and it worked really well. That's that very weird, true. That was a weird take. Um, you'd look good in this. It was a well, weird actually. take. Uh, thank you so much, George. <laughs> <laughs> it's very... Well, thank you. And as far as results <laughs> go, they at least had what seemed like a working strategy. A noted puzzle person, Amanda, takes the stage and Nelson and Kyle are somehow dependent on to communicate. Um, which do you think was harder for her to understand, Kyle or Nelson? <laughs> um, that's definitely a draw. Um, Ruby did not do well here, did they? I mean, they big team awesome. missed three or four puzzle pieces. They thought they got, I mean, Amanda also messed up because she didn't realize she didn't have an all 25 until really late in the game. Um, Kyle and, oh, sorry, we forgot something for Emerald. Josh not being able to read left to right really made me laugh. <laughs> and then Kyle's confessional of Nelson, when you're at school, everyone is taught to read left to right, whereas Josh is going diagonal backwards. <laughs> and in That's not surprising. When yeah. do you think the last what do you think the last book Josh read was? Front to back. I actually know the answer to this, and he still hasn't worked out how that caterpillar was so damn hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that yeah. joke translated across the Atlantic. Damn, that that was actually really, really clever. Um, <laughs> shit. Well, let's move on. Remember when I said Nelson and Nani? Nelson and Nani. Remember back then when I said that? When yeah. uh, Nani and Nelson both looked super hot in their costumes? Or when I Remember when I mentioned that? Yeah, well, uh, then they showed Logan and CT standing back to back like a lethal weapon poster. And uh... <sighs> yeah, that's a... Uh... That's a good bit for everyone on that team. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and move on from that one. Uh, Sapphire <laughs> crushed it. Uh, they had a plan and it worked. I feel like there was some pretty creative uh, editing happening here when they uh, almost couldn't find the last piece. Um, and I've watched enough reality to TV in my life to know when there's some creative editing happening here. <laughs> and so that was bullshit. So now that we're back on the beach, let's kick it over to TJ for the results. Well done, agents. Congratulations. The one cell to get it done the fastest was Sapphire Cell. Wow. I'm really proud of my team today. We finally pulled through. You are the winners of today's Top Gun Maverick Challenge. I won, yeah. Coming to Sapphire, and everything is happiness here. Everything is happiness. Overall thoughts on this mission, George, on a scale of drone challenge from double agents to 10, what do you, what do you rank this? So the closest one it is, is definitely that like fear of flying one in War of the Worlds one, right? Where car and turbo get immunity just before the final, just because they're both in big planes. Um, I actually wasn't bored this week, to be fair. I found it significantly mm. better than, I found it significantly better than last week. Me too. Um, they kept it moving. 
Yeah, they kept it moving. There was almost there was one funny moment for each team. Um, Josh getting a puzzle piece stuck to him. <laughs> Josh definitely loses his keys when they're in his hands, doesn't he? Uh, a little, a little, a little too much. You know what's so funny is I was leaving the house for work the other day. Funny you should mention that. And I walked around my house for ten minutes looking for my keys. I couldn't find them anywhere. I thought I was losing my mind. Uh, they were just under my like end table where I like put my keys. I just missed when I got home <laughs> the night before. So no, I felt I, a little bit like Josh there. I sometimes find my keys in the fridge. So right, well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so let's move, keep it moving. Speaking of the fridge, um, back at the yeah. house. Oh, no, hold on. Oh, I, I, keep going. We we still got, we still got discussed them. <laughs> Brian, <I'm> like, <laughs> how, much, how much was in that coffee? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> enough. This episode of the Challenge Renders React is sponsored by Speed. <laughs> it's sponsored by Passion House Coffee Roasters and Logan Square. <laughs> um, <laughs> overall, decent challenge. I liked that we got a lot of like good team dynamic stuff. But I've got a better question for you. Oh man, Wh- here we go. Can't wait. Which uh, which team looks hottest in Top Gun uniforms and out of everyone who looks hottest in Top Gun uniforms as our resident um, hot, guy, hot, hot guy evaluator? Well, it goes probably, I'll just, let me just like do honest and an honest evaluation myself here. Gender out of the equation. I'd say it's probably, it probably went um, CT Nani, Logan Nelson is the top four. Overall team, definitely Sapphire. Yeah, definitely. CT, Logan, Ashley, and Emmy, they looked awesome. In yeah, those, e- in those Emmy, Emmy with blue hair in braids and big yes. glasses. I was like, actually, that is your look for your next music video. Easy, yeah, easy. My God, imagine if Emmy reco- records a cover of Danger Zone. I was about to start singing it, and I realized I'm not allowed to. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, I guess on a scale of one, um, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I sound like a lame, broken record here, but, you know, the daily challenges are always my least favorite part of any episode, so. Yeah, you can tell when you're hosting because you really rush for it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I get nothing out of it, man. I, I really don't. I, let's get I back never to talking do. about, let's get back to talking about Eman Wells spanking his meat again. Exactly. Like that guy, that you know. Well, <laughs> speak, yeah, well, you know. We'll, we'll do, we'll do one, one last question on it. Is this a daily challenge, which even in your, like, limited sense of enjoyment that you'd have back? Do you think it was a good one or was this more filler? Okay, I mean, this is weird to say probably, but the answer would be, yes, I would like to have it back, but put them in actual danger, like <laughs> actually submerged. Sorry, do you, mean put them in, do you mean put them in a danger zone? Danger zone, <laughs> yes! There you go, there it is. No, um, I know this is weird, but why not like, like, you know, like I said, you know, I, always, I say it before and sometimes the challenge tries to kill you and like this could have been one of those times and they actively chose it not to be how much cooler would have been if they like possibly could have like actually died and drowned in the water i don't know brian your ego's writing checks your body can't cash at the moment by i'm not minutes. signing up for the challenge i'm just <laughs> saying if they were in actual danger i <laughs> would have been a lot more entertained you'd be fine on this because you're seven inches taller than the next tallest cast member so you could be sat mm. in your seat everyone else is mm. drowning you're just like Guys, this is great. <laughs> this chair. Yeah, I would have been fine knowing if I went second and third, knowing that I'd be completely fine. Like that's what I mean. I so I don't know. You know, that would have been. That is a good point, though. 
Emmy didn't freak out on this one. Is she getting more level-headed? She just, no, she saw the other team go first and realized that she didn't need to freak out because everything was going to be fine. Yeah, true. Um, can I ask another question, actually? You just made me think of it. Who, how did they determine the order? I they think haven't it's, been yeah. saying it. I think whenever we're not shown, it's random, I think. Mm. There's no such thing as random. Actually, wait, did Emerald go first last week as well? I think so. Maybe Are they doing the win- it in like reverse? Well, maybe like the, the winner win- goes first. That's quite. Like, I actually quite like that because it's an attempt to at least equalize it. I do. Um, yeah. Okay. No, I, I'm on board with that. Let's. Um, so if oh, did he jump ahead again? We'll keep our eye on who um, who goes first next week and see if that. Um, actually, no, we won't because I know what the daily challenge is next week and it's going to be sick. Yeah, it looks good. But speaking of getting ahead of ourselves, let's get back to the house. Uh, Big T and Casey have a conversation in the corner of a bedroom about how Big T is going to call out Amanda if she gets voted in. And then uh, this is off speculation, but off camera somewhere, rumor has it, Amanda was having the exact same conversation about her. So Uh, this elimination is pretty predetermined at this point, huh? Yeah. There's actually another game I want to play, which is like throughout an episode, start like ranking who's going in based because there's so many signposts now isn't it they get like two confessionals at the start they get a bit of focus in the daily they then get like it's really easy to predict who's going in at the moment well the thing also is it's easy to predict because it's been predictable the whole time so we're kind of just almost going in order of like like big t is just next on the list like even if they didn't show her once from like the minute the episode started to now, I feel like both of us would still be under the impression that it was gonna be Big T and Amanda. Like it's yeah. just next, right? We'll, we'll chat about that. There's a scene after in Club Night where I wanna chat about that a bit more. So uh, keep going, Brian. Speaking of, with nary an ounce of pomp nor circumstance, <laughs> the gang heads out for, say it with me, three, two, one. Club Night. Nailed it. Oh, PAO went out and got as many costume flight attendant hats as they could find and handed them out as party favors on the way in. Some of the cast chose to participate. Some didn't. You Rudy would, and Sapphire sorry, have... Cha- a yes. challenge, challenge spinoff you would definitely watch. The life of a challenge intern. <laughs> I, <laughs> you've, called, you've called that yes. out twice now about like for the... For the Bettina and Emmy elimination, where it's like, and they sent an intern off to a local IKEA or whatever the Croatian equivalent is to go buy as many plates as they could find and draw tiny little targets on them. That's <laughs> what they did because that's what happens. I'm, I would love. You're so right. That would be the best show in the world. <laughs> is a, just a show documenting the life but, of a productive it, assistant on. You called it because you called it out in your last article, by the way, which you can read if you head on over to Brian R. Batty, uh, dot medium dot com. Wow, thank you, George. That's really yes, nice. Nailed it. Nailed it, yeah. But where you call out that someone's got a pair of new, brand new pink flip-flops just sitting on their bed. I don't know how you catch that, because that is such eagle-eyed watching. But, I mean... Is that, how did they appear in the house? What is going on? How? Why haven't they taken the tag off? Like, well, I don't get it. We're so deep seven, into this. They've been there for seven weeks. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, it's just, if you're the type of person to buy, like, to purchase pink sandals... Like, you're not the type of person to not wear those pink sandals. Like, I don't have pink sandals. And if I did, I wouldn't wear them because I don't buy, I wouldn't buy them. But if I were the type to buy them, I would be wearing them. It's like a specific, we're getting off subject. Um, 
Ruby and Sapphire have team meetings on the side of the club. Uh, Ruby talks about how to fuck over Emerald, and Sapphire talks about how they can stay together to run a find them. Amanda and Ashley then see the Emerald girls surrounding Big T. That's like their Emerald team's move is to just like hound the person <laughs> that they're trying to get to do something, which is aggressive. Uh, surround Big T to convince her to pick Amanda, which again, duh. And then Amanda comes off the top rope like Jeff Hardy smashes through a bunch of tables and Nani, frustrated, peeks old Nani's head out from hibernation and tells Amanda to get bent. Okay, first George, you have, I have a question. You, you have to explain the Jeff Hardy reference because much like an F-15, that went over my head. <laughs> well, so he was, he's like a wrestler, you know, about wrestling. Are you aware of like pro wrestling? So he used to, yeah, yeah, he used to like jump off the top rope and like jump into people, like basically put him, put himself into like bodily harm, just, just for wrestling purposes. Other people will get it, I swear to God. Um, <laughs> but I do have, a, I do have a question for you, George. Okay. How is it that Amanda possesses the unique ability to say the correct things and all of the most incorrect things? Okay, you mean incorrect for her game, though, right? Because for no, the just, challenge, just, the challenge, it's the best way to say them. Well, of course, no. Amanda, but I mean, Amanda, like, Amanda like in a social through. setting. Oh yeah, um, she's probably just bored. Like, yes. have, have you ever just been really bored at a party and know you can't leave, so you just make up a lie and see how fast it gets around the room? I don't know if you want to realize this, but I get bored all the time and just make up stories for everything. So that's not <laughs> surprising. Yes, I do that all the time. I've done that like three times in this podcast. When you're talking <laughs> I knew you'd never seen a rugby ball. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do see your point. Like she, but that, that's part of her charm. Yeah, charm's not the right word for it. <laughs> She's never wrong. Like she doesn't like say lies. Like she does. She doesn't say full truths. She says untruth sometimes. But she doesn't ever like just say outlandish lies. And but it's like she could like piss somebody off by like answering like what, like what time it is. Like somebody could be like, "What time is it, man?" And she could say five thirty-five, and somehow she'd say five thirty-five in a way that's like well, just, ow! Like what's wrong? You know what I mean? Like hey, she just possesses okay. that ability. You messed up how Amanda would say that. It'd be, hey, fuck it, it's 5.35. Nailed it, got, right. it, into the, got I mean. it into the right. episode. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Like, she couldn't just answer. She just can't ever, like, um, be delicate about anything. But I did like uh, seeing old Nani again. That was fun. I, that was really I also, nice. Also, we got a flash of personality from Casey. That, mm. can, that can stay. Like, Yeah. Nah, well, that would mean she has to stay, so... <laughs> I'm but, off, Casey. I am. I'm done. I did. I, I did. I did like getting old Nanny back. I was like, oh, this is what this season's been missing. She's just so she's just so she volatile. She almost got there. She was so close. Nanny would be so a good. Close. Yeah, I know. If she just launched noodles at Amanda, the season would have jumped up a couple of tears for me. Damn relationship, man. She damn relationship. It kills her. But this is where I wanted to talk about, right? Because Amanda then uses this conversation to start like insinuating she's going to call Casey out uh -huh. I I don't is that one of the things you're referring to about saying the correct things in the wrong way no just her approach uh, in, okay. in speaking was more what I was referring to because I do think Amanda would have called Casey out if it was a puzzle I don't no. think that was I don't think that was bullshit I don't think she was calling anybody but Big T out 
Oh, actually, because if she calls out Casey, she then goes to Emerald. She can't go to Emerald because that team is distinctly unpopular. She's very, very unpopular there because Nanny will hate her more than she actually does anyway after the hey fuckhead comment. Let's just pretend she called Nanny a fuckhead. Um, sure. Yeah, you're right. This was, this was all going to be big T. But I did enjoy yeah. Kay- I did enjoy Casey saying I hope you call me out. It's the, the only time Casey shows personality is it also happened last um, season in Double Agent where um, someone was like when Teresa was going in and someone said to Casey like oh you're probably going in as well and she was like okay cool I like that level of confidence and athletic ability I just wish she had another side to her personality. Yeah, I mean like um, she should have confidence because she's been amazing at the challenge pretty much since the moment she showed up so like yeah, of course she, why shouldn't she have confidence but that also doesn't mean that i'm that i care why is there not like jenny west and laurel on this season mm. oh it'd be awesome anyway yeah, or just like why can't casey have personality beyond that would also be better <laughs> dressing well i don't know um speaking of dressing well <laughs> the gang heads down to deliberation and uh, man, Ashley isn't there. Uh, right. Moving on. So, moving on. <laughs> moving on. CT opens the floor for deliberation. Kyle proclaims Emerald to be the losers. The Big T opens things up for real. This one's another pretty telegraph decision here. It's either Big T or Amanda for the vote. And the other one is going to call the other. But there's one huge, huge, huge difference between them being the hospital. Technically, if Big T wins, she's not going to touch Emerald. So if there's a chance for her not to win, aka not being in there, CT is going to take it because CT hates Big T as much as I hate Aaron Rodgers. And I hate him, and I love saying that I hate him. Devin and Amanda getting you an argument, mostly because Devin feels threatened and also be probably just annoyed being Amanda's roommate. Um, so he starts trying to verbally push the teacups because he perceives her foundation to be wobbly, but Amanda's got other ideas. Knowing she knows who Josh is willing to sacrifice, Amanda plays the Tory card. George, are you surprised Amanda outwitted Josh? And this is a facetious question, so feel free to answer in any way that you'd like. I'll actually give a bit of credit to Josh here. Um, he's very self-aware in his confessional around this time. Because he goes, why can't I keep my big mouth shut? I've screwed myself over again. I shouldn't have said that. I was just no, like, that, that, yeah. And I was just like, ah, okay. Josh showing a bit of a self-awareness here was actually very impressive because that's what Devin and a lot of people have actually called him out in his future Cap Challenge career is that Josh has no self-awareness. I enjoyed him saying I messed up here. So Josh, good work there. You did mess up, but at least you realized. And that's growth. Much like that very hungry caterpillar grew in that last book you read. <laughs> I'm going to beat this, this joke over the head in honour of Levi. <laughs> in honour of Levi. Yes, yeah. um, what did you think of this deliberation as a whole? Um, I was into it. I mean, I love when like old, old, old shit bubbles to the surface. Like when with these people who've been doing it for a while, you know. Like I loved the Corey thing last week. Like I love when like Ashley and whatever gets into it. Um, just because like Devin and Amanda have such a long, I mean, they sh- they started together, you know I mean? They were both on the same, are you the one season? And now here they are. Um, I just think it's funny. Like it, I thought it was weird. Devin got so like, I don't know, defensive. Like, I mean, like he's usually so much more stoic and comfortable in, in those situations, but it was weird that, I don't know. I think he like kind of showed his ass. 
there's a good point here though. In Devin's preview, like before this season starts, he said he's very dangerous at the start, and then by the time he crosses the 500 beer mark, he just gets bored. <laughs> I reckon Devin's pretty close to the 500 beer mark now. Actually, gotta be, gotta be, <laughs> gotta be pretty close. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, oh, maybe that's when we ask him to come back on the podcast. Devin, call us when you've had your 500th beer of the season. Like, <laughs> that was episode two, mate. I've been blitzed since 1998. Yeah, he's <laughs> 1990. Good year. It's actually a very good year. I was seven. I was having a wonderful time. It's when I found but out this I goes back to... This Sorry. Goes... <laughs> it's okay. We'll talk about this. In a... we'll, we'll talk about 1998 on a different podcast. Let's stick to the challenge here. But this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, right? Where it's like, Amanda, like, dropped the Tory card. But, like, if you're Tory, didn't you already know that, right? Like, I guess hearing it out loud is one thing than other than knowing it deep down. But, I mean, like, I'm surprised she even, like, cared. I imagine she thought she was in a better position, at least with Devin. Well, actually, mm-hmm. maybe not with Devin, but I, I actually don't know. I I. Tori's probably not the greatest strategic thinker. I don't know if she's ever sat down and made a list and gone, where do I... (laughs) Because we know that works out well for you on the challenge, doesn't it? (laughs) You can't write it down. Don't write anything down ever, unless you're Laurel. Or unless you're going to eat it. Um, But yeah, she probably had an inkling, but I think being confronted with the fact that a member of your team is actively saying, take this person, um, it probably just didn't come across. It probably like hurt her a little bit. And realize she's not as in strong position in the game as she thought she was. But yeah, that's it's okay. probably one of those things where it's but, like in, in the house, it's a lot different than watching on TV. Right. I actually did want to oh, show this for the Club Night one about Emerald just constantly saying we want to run the final together. They must know that's impossible, right? Uh well, this kind of it's yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the thing I'm asking. The same thing I'm asking about Tori. Like they are they are they in that much of like a bubble where they think they're just not gonna be touched? They must be. Yeah. Well, it must be just something they have to say. Like, you just kind of have to say it out loud. Like, once one person says it, the other person has to say it. And, and you know, I don't know. Good question. But no one is safe from getting swapped out. So you are you are screwed. You see a team with, like, two teams of three and a team of six. You're going, well, I want to go on a team with more people. That seems like it's been working out really well in the past. How long, real time, have they been a team? Like two Ooh, weeks question. yeah they've probably been on what like so like they, they've done five days they've done, they've done five dailies as teams now haven't they i think that was the fourth but the fourth jesus christ this season is dragging dragging Drag oh. though keep keep this keep this series keep the show on the screen um yeah, i don't mind but yeah but so two weeks but i reckon two there must be a then I must someone must be able to work this out who's smarter than me. What do you reckon like challenge time versus normal time is? Like, like reckon, ratio? Oh man. yeah. I mean, so I reckon like, like a, you know. a day in normal life is probably like four days in the challenge house. Yeah, I mean time time's a flat circle everywhere but the challenge house. Like <laughs> I say it all the time. Um Sapphire quickly pulls the trigger and votes to compromise Amanda for all the reasons we discussed, George. Is that the right choice? Just say yes so we can keep keep it moving. Because what else? What's the other choice? Yeah, it's probably the right choice. Um, I have a. I actually do have another choice, but it may would never. It would never ever happen. Just voting Casey. Oh, what? And just let her demolish someone and then come back and stay in Emerald. Oh, That's a really good shout. What do they have to lose? 
I mean, yeah. maybe she'll maybe she'll lose, and then the other team, the team that CT and because in their mind, I mean, I think at least with Ashley not being around, I imagine that they're like, um, okay, this is the team now, the three of us, right? You'd think. So maybe they're just like, I don't know. And I, I get it. it would never have happened. It, they never, no. it never, ever, ever, ever would have. Happened. I think. But, I think. I mean, CT, fuck it. Why not? I think CT mentions as well that he's not because no one took a shot at him when they could as well. I think there's still the vet alliance yeah, is still right. there, but it's moving, up, it's moving up to the better vets are in the same thing. And he's just saying, no, I won't take a shot of Casey. But I think the nah. thing is... Because it wouldn't make sense to do it now, that's why. I think Casey and CT now both know... Well, they're both like, look, if we go in, we're coming back. And also, they probably both believe they've got what they need to win a final. So they're not going to take shots at each other because they both think they can get, they can beat who's in front of them. Like, because what you're effectively got is CT and his supporting cast, or Maverick, and who's the guy who joins him at the end after Goose dies? Spoiler alert: film came out in 1984. If you haven't seen it, I don't remember the name. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he's like almost 40 years old. I don't think I think you're good on the spoilers. Did they play play Danger Zone in this episode? Uh, they play no. They played um the other Top Gun music. <laughs> yeah, that's what they did. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's what he- I probably couldn't afford Danger Zone, but I'm very disappointed with them. Get a smaller F-15 and then play Danger Zone because that would be brilliant. Do you um, think that last week the the production assistant handed TJ the wrong lines and he was supposed to call the elimination being in the danger zone this week? And because he did last week, he called it the danger zone. Do you think he had to do it this week? <laughs> I'd love that. Basically, like the scene in Anchorman where they messed up his teleprompter. Go fuck yeah, exactly. yourself, San Diego. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, oh damn it again, that was supposed to be this week. Shoot, I forgot when the Top Gun thing was happening. <laughs> and in the next episode, if the challenge intern, the intern gets fired messing up the episode order speaking of messing up the episode back upstairs amanda plays all the classic challenge cards she talks about real friends she cries she says i don't care what you think she just really runs the gamut of cliches uh but easily the most interesting part of this scene was the garbage bags the laundry she had the right through to find hers not only that but nelson and josh both seemed wholly uninterested in grabbing their own I'll be honest, not having control over my own laundry situation would be a tough pill to swallow living in this house. You don't care about the laundry, huh? Okay, Tori hits up Josh on Instant Messenger and is like, WTF, bro. Josh is like, nah, bro, it's not how it went down. I don't care about you. I love you. Tori's like, I bet I couldn't be less interested in this interaction if I tried it. I really could. (laughs) I don't think there's anything to unpack here. This is one of those conversations where no one says what they really mean. So let's move on to uh, the next bit. Okay, I was trying to think of another Top Gun episode. Um, (laughs) Speaking of the next bit, again, no alarm, but the gang finds their freshly laundered monochromatic navy blue uniforms, hops on the bus, and heads over to the lair. So let's meet them down there and find out from TJ which matchup will be treated to tonight. All right, agents, welcome back to the lair. Agents, as you've seen, Ashley is no longer at headquarters. Ashley has broken one of our rules. Because of that, Ashley is no longer able to stay in the game. She has been deactivated. She is no longer able to continue in this game for the rest of the season. 
It sucks losing my friend in this game, and I wish her the best, but I really got to focus tonight because I have to stay in this game. Moving on, Sapphire Cell. This is your first elimination round as the agency single-handedly knocked off the Emerald Cell. You were tasked going back to the headquarters and sending one agent into the elimination round. And you chose Amanda. So Amanda, come on down. There you go, Amanda. Amanda, we need to get you an opponent. Who are you choosing to call out? It could be anyone from Emerald Cell or Ruby Cell. I actually put myself down here, and it was so I could see the elimination before I chose. And after seeing tonight's elimination. The choice is yours. I'm going to be calling down. Amanda, the choice is yours. Who are you choosing to call out? I'm going to be calling down Big T. All right, Big T, come on down. Just when you thought this was going to be predictable, Amanda pulls a fast one on everyone and shocks all viewers at home and chooses Big T. George, right decision? <sighs> Only decision? You know what they say, you can't make a tomlet without breaking some Greggs. <laughs> <laughs> 29 <laughs> times. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't it, yeah, I, I waited three seconds to get that quote in. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, go and needs a new TV show, go watch Succession. It's arguably the best TV show, apart from the challenge, on the planet. Now, speaking of little, little Lord Fuckleroy, let's kick <laughs> it back to TJ and find out the rules for tonight's battle. All right. Tonight, you are playing Vault Escape. As you can see behind me, there's a 20-foot tall vault. To begin, you're each gonna start on either side of that vault. And when I say go, you're gonna twist a lock and pull it out. There's a designated line that you must pull it out to, so you have to keep twisting it until you get it all the way out. Then you're gonna stand on that lock and do the next one. You'll continue this process for eight locks. When you get to the top, you will then take a leap of faith and ring that bell. First agent to ring that bell, We'll win tonight's elimination round. It's that simple. Good luck. All right, so what we have here is a, a nifty log pole type of logic lock puzzle. I'll be honest, George, I had a really hard time describing this one, but I do know that I liked it a lot. And then it says right here on the list, discussion of elimination. So let's discuss. <laughs> <laughs> just just wonderful hosting. Um... Yeah, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, we'll talk about the design of it first. I actually quite, I like, I quite like this because yeah, me too. I think there was a lot of this was like, this was basically a carnival game with a strength element, right? Which, yeah, I didn't really know how to describe it in like a sentence. Like I said, it's like, like all I could really come up with nifty log pull type of logic lock puzzle. Like I don't so, even know what you would. I would describe this as the unholy combination of snakes and ladders and fitting blocks into the right shapes on mm. um, a child's toy. God, that's hard to describe. Um, I always just struggled with that one. Yeah. Well, well, thank God most people who listen to this, and I really hope all people who listen to this have watched the show, because otherwise, this <laughs> what are you doing? Um, what is yeah. the challenge? I would hope they watch the challenge if they're this far into the podcast. That'd be really weird. I, I'm not that I, entertaining. Ironically, my brother listens to the podcast without watching the show. <laughs> 
Your brother's a, your brother's a brave man. <laughs> um, I, I do have a question for you. I meant to ask this earlier, and then I realized this would be the best. This would be the right time. So remember, you were you were saying um, when we were talking about the deliberation, and you were saying Casey has like supreme confidence that no matter what, she'll go, she'll win. And I agree with you there in her mind. But like, let's just talk about it. Like, what if it was Amanda versus CT or CT, no, Amanda <laughs> versus uh, Casey here? Like, couldn't Amanda have won this? That's couldn't Amanda I, have been Casey in this? That's what I was going to say is I think there's the potential for anyone to lose this because all you have to be is a little bit heavy handed a couple of times. And then you've obviously got to turn your block the entire way around again to get it through, which one will tie you out and two will... Um, yeah, give you a massive delay in getting through it. And Amanda nailed her strategy from the start. Right? Yeah, it was like, perfect. it's actually like constantly moving, but constantly checking for the right thing. That's the, that's the only way to do this. Yeah, um, so you don't miss it. Yeah, exactly. But I j- just think, yeah, Amanda, any, anyone could have beaten anyone in this. You just need one person to get, even if it's the worst competitor versus the best competitor, you just, if you get everything right first go and they miss it once, you've won. Yeah, which is why I don't understand why they don't just like take shots more often because like the eliminations are never like they used to be where it's just like physical and that's it, you know, it never, it's not like that anymore. It just isn't. Um, We're overdue a physical one though. I don't think it'll be next week. I think the week after you're getting a couple of physical eliminations. Oh, actually, we've had pole wrestle recently, haven't we? Yeah, but like they should do like a fucking like a sword fight or something, like actual swords. Um They've had a blind stick fighting where Wes came up with the coolest strategy ever, just going for the slow-mo. No. Yeah, but the problem was is that no one was actually in danger on that one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I got nothing really else. Right, right. If we, if, if we ever go paintballing, are you going to insist on live ammo? On actual bullets? No, yeah. insist no, but if they handed them to me, I wouldn't say no. Um uh, Amanda dispatches Big T fairly easily with this one. I mean, do you have anything else to add? I I don't. I think the interesting stuff happens after this. Yeah. Um, Amanda did really well. Big T did about as well as I expect her to here. I just I, I think she's she's almost reached her ceiling at the moment, and it's sad because she does seem incredibly lovely, and I bet she's a great person to have in the house, but. Well, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's have our let's have an honest big T discussion here. Oh my god, um, that was the next bit in the running order. Nice. Yeah, done, that was right. the next thing. You nailed it right into it. So let's just do it. Let's have an honest discussion. So like I love big T, right? You love big T, right? Neither of us yeah. have anything bad to say about big T. So, but like what like what is she going to be on this show moving forward? Like what lane is she going to occupy? Because she's not like that like not necessarily that this that i even want her care that she's around but she's not that like jemmy style of like super articulate mastermindy type right she's not fully there she she kind of is there she's not like the jasmine lovable loser like never gonna win but like you just want her to scrappy underdog she's not quite there she's kind of there so like and she's never gonna i mean outside of a a team challenge where she's the on it she's probably not gonna win so like what what are we what are we casting her what is she there for let's flip this around and get you to work it out yourself um Mm -hmm. what's your favorite big team moment 
So I got a fever stand out. She's she's like ever. Yeah, go go for any season. <sighs> One of them is when she said, "I hate burpees." When Jenny was having them work out, and she's like, "I hate puppies." Thought that was when I realized, like, okay, I'm pro big T. Um, no, if, when... if someone says they enjoy burpees, they are a stone cold sociopath. Right, exactly, Bye. Jenny. Um, <laughs> when she in Double Agents, when she said, "Don't give me a Coach Carter ass speech," when she was talking about when CT bummed her out, that's probably the next one. And I mean that I, I don't know. I can't think of anything else. I'm not like I'm like reaching and stretching. So I liked yes. it when she masterminded Tori and Anissa going against each other. Mm. I enjoyed that's that. A strong word. That's a strong. She word. put she put that entire thing into motion, um, which was I thought was very very well played. She, I liked it when she she's had the nice moments of her like being built up with CT and then her doing quite well in the couple of days were nice, but don't stand out to me um she was just she was a very good narrator throughout double agents with a couple of good political episodes thrown in as well i think that's like her best role she now can't seem to really get away with doing that so she needs to reinvent herself as a challenger i think she needs to go away and do nothing but run 10k because she's quite strong like physically, she's not weak. Um, actually, how did Amanda smash her so much in this elimination? It's it's a better strategy. Yeah, it's probably that. To be fair, um, like, I'm tired. Oh, and I, I, the the infant the infantized. What is that word? Infantilized. Thank you, Brian. That's why you're my temporary host. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, the infantilizing can go. That really gets on my nerves. But yeah, I, I, the only thing I say today, she needs to go off and like get her endurance up so she can complete a final. That's the, that's the perfect way to finish the big T story. Take her from a non-factor in her first season to a lovable housemate in Total Madness to someone who started winning a couple of things in Double Agents, had all her weaknesses exposed in Spies, Lies and Allies, come back on not 38, come back on 39 as a true threat and make it to a final. That would be a very, very good storyline. And I, I like the multi-season storylines, but she needs to go away and run 10K a day, 10K a day for a year. I, I think that I don't, I mean, I'll just say it. I don't really want people on the challenge who are going to like hook up with the new Hawkeye and then be just nuanced and cordial when it's all over. Like, you know what I mean? Like, can can I just get a little spiciness? Like, can I get her to be like, like if Logan like looks at Nani in the kitchen wrong, can I just get like one like big T meltdown of like her getting irrational or like even a Logan, the other opposite, like big T gives Nelson a look while he's working out. And then even he, like, I don't know, like that hookup gave me nothing. Yeah. I don't care that like two hot people are like hooking up. That does that. I don't give a shit. Someone need- thoughts on someone's pillow and give them pink eye. Exactly. Speaking of pink eye, <laughs> I see Big T leaving. There'll be no chicanery at all. So let's say our goodbye to Big T. George, wave with me. Bye, Big T. Bye, bye Big T. Love you. Bye, Big you. T. Wait a minute. What's that I hear? Is that Big T's music? Big T. 
Big T. What? Get back here. What's going on? Come on, T. You know what, Big T? I've been thinking about it. And I've already deactivated one agent. So tonight's your lucky night. I have to work harder. I have to prove that TJ gave me a second chance for a reason. Oh. Imagine that. Oh. Imagine that feeling. And I know that the mission's ahead. That cell needs another player. So you're back on the Ruby cell. Get up there. Yay. Right? I think I'm into it. I enjoyed the comic sense of timing of TJ, like literally as she is out of shot. Oi, Big T. Yeah, what? <laughs> what? Do I have to refilm something? Did, did they not take the lens off the camera? Do you think that's what she was thinking, that they had to refilm it? What yeah, do you think she was thinking? Yeah, damn it. Mm -hmm. They've forgotten to put... The challenge intern has forgotten to put film in the camera again. Again! Uh, ah! And I have to redo this damn elimination and then go... I told them when they went to Target, get pink sandals and film for the camera. Gosh, darn it. Uh, so Big T goes right back to the Ruby cell to uh, help them to do some more losing. Um, George, what do you think about this? Is this just delaying the inevitable, or what do we what, what do we think about Big T being let back? I mean, she's going in again straight away next Girls' Day, right? Um, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, nice. Yes. Um, it was slight. I, I had a bit of a chuckle when TJ called her back and she looked really confused because I thought that was actually a bit of a genuine moment on the challenge where everyone was caught by surprise. I really like the fact they at least made them do the elimination because there's a mm -hmm. bit on like, I think it's Rivals 2, where car where everyone's getting ready to get attached to that like- Yeah, the uh, electrical uh, one and then yeah. the two like, no, nah, never mind, no elimination, no one. Yeah, that was <laughs> That was so because <laughs> they, they've done an electrocution challenge before, like back on one of the infernos, and it's hilarious. Yeah, but that's one, that's one of the ones where like that could have actually killed them. Like that could have killed them. Like, you know, Kara at that time was so headstrong and wanted to be like a challenged person that she would have let that electricity kill her. Like, why can't we do that? Anyways, we're not done yet. Amanda has a huge decision to make, so let's find out what happens when Amanda stops being polite and starts getting real. Amanda, congratulations. Now it is decision time. Are you going to stay on the Ruby cell or are you gonna infiltrate and steal any other spot up there, either from the Emerald cell or the Sapphire cell? It's up to you. The choice is yours. So, TJ, it's a big decision. I mean, I've been on Sapphire. I've been on Ruby. I think it's time that I try on green. I'm going for the Emerald Cell. Why? Why? Why are you coming over here? Mark my words, Amanda is the kiss of death. And there's three people up there that I can choose from. Two of them are my friends. One person was up there cheering for somebody else tonight, so I'm gonna take Tori's spot on Emerald Cell. All right, Tori, come on down. Bye, guys. They're gonna need brains, and Tori doesn't have any. Tori is all brawn, okay? It matters if you're in the game and you have the heart to win it, and honestly, I feel like my heart's in this way more than Tori's. Good work, Amanda. I just wanna throw up. My heart just hurts. 
It feels like everything I worked for on this team was for nothing, but there's nothing I can do now. Amanda, you have infiltrated and stolen Tori's spot from the Emerald Cell. So now you are on the Emerald Cell, and Tori, you are on the Ruby Cell. Go ahead and join the cell. Amanda does the obvious thing here and infiltrates Emerald, switching out a super duper psych Tori. Uh, did Amanda make the right decision? George? Um, let's give a bit of appreciation to Tori here. She comes down. She's obviously annoyed, but she says, good job, Amanda. I enjoyed that. Just nice mm. gamership. I would have enjoyed a, hey, fuckhead, why are you taking my team spot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was pretty, she, she, she knew it was coming. You could tell she was yeah. pissed, but you could tell she's like, you know what? I'm not going to make a thing. I'm just going to no. accept it and eat yeah. it. And that's, yeah. And, I guess. and next time there's a physical daily, like maybe next week, which I'm very excited for. Someone's getting trucked. Choo-choo. Mm. Uh, what's the Tory? You know, CT is the only one who can do a choo-choo. What's the Tory version? No, choo-choo. We'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell that at all. Okay, did Amanda make the right decision? If Okay, so here's here was my fault as well. If um, if Big T hadn't returned and gone back to Ruby, I can make a case for it being a very good decision to stay on Ruby. Mm. There's only three Why? of you. There's only three of you. Yeah, Kyle, they hate you. Sorry. They hate you. Yeah, but Kyle and, Nelson, Kyle and Nelson need Amanda. Mm. That team is all right for a final actually, because there's only if there's no weight carrying. Kyle and Nelson are workhorses. Amanda's light enough you can carry her and she'll do all your puzzles. Mm. So I, I mean, but Big T's back. So let's, let's, yeah, you okay. know, let's... Um, Also, she said she was going to do this. I'm glad she did. Someone had to break up Emerald. So I'm glad she did mm. that as well. I don't think going to Sapphire would have worked because she would have switched out Emmy and then Emmy would have just gone straight back into elimination. Oh, that would have been funny. Emmy's reaction would have been hilarious. Oh, she would have been that. Oh my God. As a blind side, take you out. Yeah, that's what I would have done. Just like, <laughs> that would have just been really annoying. Um, yeah, I didn't think she really had a choice. She said she was going to do it. Do you think she's going to throw missions on Emerald? No. I think she's going to want to win. I mean, like she's... Amanda isn't gonna do anything that isn't real. Like she's gonna try to win now. Like she's not the best team. Like she's like, all right, let's bring, let's win. I'm gonna stay here as long as I can. You know? Yeah, true. I don't she think also... she was throwing anything before. Again, I don't think she was actually like they she, made it seem one way. I don't she think she was claimed, actively. She claimed she claimed she did. Okay, great. No. I mean, <laughs> it's easy to claim things like months after it's done. You know? Yeah. I knew there was going to be a pandemic. <laughs> Listen, I don't <laughs> want to challengers why I say so like toilet roll. <laughs> exactly. Like when challengers say things like what they didn't show you is that I was actually the, the you know what I mean? Like I never believe it because it's like it's you can say whatever the fuck you want. You can say anything happened. Oh, they didn't show this, but I I did 107 push-ups. Like, you know, like you could say anything. I don't ever believe that. Maybe that's not just my my bullshit meter is always on high, but great. I'm glad she said that. I don't believe her though. <laughs> do you think she made the right decision? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. I mean, they're getting down to the nitty gritty. They gotta know it's over soon. I mean, like when they like flashed to the stage, I was like, look, I was like, that is uh, sparsely populated. There is not a lot of people left. So they got to know it's coming down to it. The needy greedy. 
So I'm sure, she, yeah, she made the great decision. She's on the best team. Yeah. Do you reckon, Do you, are you happy they brought Big T back? I'm indifferent. I, it's just, it's the, she's going to go into the next one and lose next time she can, right? Right? Yeah. I mean, right? I, I'm not like saying anything out of school here. Because actually, as well, if Emerald win the next mission, she can only call out Emmy. Right. And <laughs> Emmy will probably beat her. They've got to start remixing up the team soon. You think they're going to do that? I don't know, but you can't have a team of six versus a team two teams of two. It's Why ridiculous. Not? I mean, you can, but it's, it's a challenge. Who gets <laughs> Yeah, no one cares. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, we can care. I'm not saying no one cares, but like, there's no rule book. Like, why can't they? They can do whatever they want. I mean, they can do anything. They can so show up tomorrow and be like, CTs, it's one versus everybody else in the final. You know, they can do that. <laughs> They're not going to, but they could. There is no way, there's no one saying no. CT would absolutely win that. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Even if it was one which favoured more people, the like infighting on the other team would be so bad. No, oh, man. man <laughs> that would be awful. CT could though, like, just stroll across the finish line twirling a cane and smoking a cigar. <laughs> Speaking of smoking a cigar, let's, <laughs> uh, let's get to the end of this thing. Uh, what did we think of this episode overall? Give it a give it a letter grade. Like, a, like you're a teacher. Uh... B, B minus. Okay. Yeah. Same for you. B is like, for degrees. It, 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 it's kind of now a completely... It, this episode is basically a non-factor because no one went home. <laughs> so you know what? I didn't really think about it like that. But yeah, they, they could have just not shown this episode at all. This, this, means, this means nothing. I would actually... Well, actually, just... technically somebody did go home. Oh, yeah. We good don't wanna... Good point. No, yeah, fair enough. We're not going to go into that. <laughs> really part of it uh um, alan alan aguirre made quite a good point which was he would have rather they let big t go home and then they had a double male elimination next week because actually the only way you get ct into elimination is to make it a double why is that the only way they could have put ct into this elimination a hundred different times by now well because it'd be hilarious right if you had say ruby win <laughs> unlikely um but see uh, or emerald yeah or Sapphire win, you vote in two, CT's probably having to go down or get called out because there's only three people who aren't men on Emeralds. All time. It's about what, what, when did this, this started in like summertime. Oh my God. Almost August. You've been saying it was August 14th, I think, was the first episode of this season. We're bordering on three months of you going, oh, I bet CT's in the next elimination. (laughs) Just like, I don't get it. Whatever. Um, Any winners or losers you want to shout out this episode? Anything you can think of? Who's the biggest winner? Who's the biggest loser? Uh, I actually can't think of any over. Oh, actually, sorry. Quick one. Did you think Ruby got better with Tori? Yes, I think Ruby got a lot better. Even though no, talk, even though no one on that team can do that team trying to do a puzzle, it's going to take a year and a half, a year long time. But I think they got better because I think that just Tori's a better. Her mindset more lines up with Nelson's mindset of like, I just want to play sports with my friends. Like, you know, I just want to play. Like, I don't. I'm not worried about what it means if we win or lose. Like, I just want to play. Like, I think Tori's on the, in a similar mindset to that. Where, where, like, when it comes game, when the whistle blows, like, they just like to play. Like, they just you, like to do the activity. Do you think if Nelson was playing Frisbee, he tried to catch it in his mouth? <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, 100%. <laughs> um, okay, fair enough. Winners and losers. Um, Amanda hasn't changed. She's still probably like disliked in the game. Devon and Josh have lost a bit because their power, like Stranglehold's probably been undermined a little bit. A little um, bit. And yeah, apart from that, like Sapphire's, Sapphire's a bit of a loser actually because they had a very, very strong four person team and now they've lost a member who did add value to them. Although CT covers what Ashley would do anyway. So yeah, yeah they're, you they're, still they're, want you, it's still better having her around in a final situation. Yeah, agree, agreed. Um, yeah, okay. So let's say Sapphire lost. Um, no one really won. Maybe mm. Kyle and Nelson because we know Amanda. Big winner, Amanda. She got off the Ruby team. Uh, she won the elimination. Yeah, she's on the she... Emerald team now. She's great. Amanda's a big winner here. Yeah, because if they throw next week, although does Tori ask to go down to swap back to Emerald? That was her big plan that you hated two weeks ago. It was like making your blood boil as you were describing it. It's not the plan. It's the fact that she was trying to use this 25-step plan to reassure the guys that everything is fine. That's more what was, what was upsetting me. I was like, all right, guys. Like, But I mean, yeah, that's probably what she's thinking is I'm going to try to get back down there. And that's smart because like, out of all the girls left, she could beat all of them. So it's like, yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what she's thinking. Or maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe she's like, let's roll. Let's let's ride it out. Like me, Nelson, Kyle, like, let's see what happens. Good point. Okay, cool. So a lot of losers. A lot of losers. Speaking of losers, thank you, hey. George, for doing <laughs> this with me. I uh, appreciate having me along, letting me spot my nonsense over Zoom to you. Uh, Levi, please come back soon. Um, I'm. You're just so much better at this than I am. And uh, George, I'm gonna allow you now to go ahead and plug your social media for everybody because it's against my belief system to do so myself. And we never make you want to cross your beliefs even though you just call me a loser. Why is the one segue you've done that's good been insulting me? <laughs> you know, it just, it was, it was right there. It was, it, just, it was handed to me like an appetizer okay. at a cocktail party, you know? Ooh, nice. Um, Shrimp so scampi. If you if you want to come talk to us on over on the Reddit, I am un, user un, uh, read this twenty eight. Uh, if you want to go read some of Brian's fantastic articles, he is at brianrbatty.medium.com. Uh, if you want to talk to me and Levi off the pod, come follow our Instagram, which is at Challenge React. I think probably maybe. Um, and if you are on Twitter, I highly recommend getting off Twitter because Twitter is a shithole. <laughs> Okay, well, great hot takes. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of the podcast. We will see you next week. And as always, I'm going to leave you with the trailer for the next episode, Spies, Lies, and Allies. You said me to sit on my team and watch them just disintegrate? I'm smart enough to not buy bull when I see it, and I don't expect it from my best friends. That's why. You're trying to look me in the face now and say we're yeah. not friends. You me over today. There are three trenches. So it's about to get...